You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hello there, and welcome to Nintendo Club Podcast. Joining me today is Nick Wozniak of Yacht Club Games. He, uh, of course, is one of the makers of the awesome Shovel Knight. Welcome, Nick. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being on. Thanks for filling us in your schedule. Like, imagine it's crazy around there now after launching the game. Yeah, it's really, it's really uh, overwhelming. We have um, our our email inbox is being just flooded, and um, it's actually more than we can handle. It's just physically just typing out words and stuff. You know, we have, I think in my my email right now, I have six hundred and forty eight unread emails, and. Like, is it mostly like? Is it a lot of fans just enjoying the game and like? Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's also yeah. a lot of people asking questions about when the EU release is coming out, when the um, like about the stretch goals and stuff. There's not like a yeah. There's some there's there's a lot of confusion out there as far as like how those are yeah. being rolled out the Mac and Linux version. So um, are you guys doing a Japanese localization at all? Is that in your plans at all? Absolutely. Um, yeah. We uh, we've been talking to. Um, I, I guess we technically haven't announced this, so I shouldn't go too deep into sure, it. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> but we're um, broad, you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're talking with some people that we're really excited to be working with, and they they are hoping to make sure that um, Shovel Knight is translated in a way, especially in Japan, not not just to be um, like a direct translation, but they're going to make sure it fits with the culture and, and hits all mm-hmm. those points that we ne- don't necessarily know about. So Yeah, the humor you know, would have to translate. Humor is more. huge. Yeah. Like, you know, this character, Croker, he has 26 puns. And, like, puns that we wrote for English, like, puns don't translate. No, they don't. directly translated. So Yeah, you'll um, see a lot of the bad tra- uh, Japanese-English <laughs> translations yeah. in the, the comedy in some parts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I watch every now and then I'll watch, like, Japanese anime. And so, like, I, I, the, the better subs are the ones that... Um, uh, they have like the the thing just directly translated, and then like a you know big giant yeah. uh, parentheses that like, explains like what this is. And so yeah, hopefully, I started uh, I don't know six months ago. I started learning Japanese slowly, okay. surely, but so I'm, I'm just curious on that end of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Japan. Uh, I went to Japan uh, a couple years ago, and I love that place. And I definitely want to get into learning more Japanese. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we yeah, we, yeah, we so yeah, we'll we'll will be totally coming out to Japan. <laughs> yeah. So very cool. Um. So the stretch goals. What what were those in how are you guys tackling those? Because work is not done for you guys. You're still uh, pumping out oh, yeah. like a Mac versions and other things, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, the initial game is shipping with a couple of the stretch goals, so like the ones that are core to the actual game. So there's like the uh, um, achievements. Those are going to be those are already a part of the game. You can, people are already getting those. The feats, and right? That's the feats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah those yeah, are that's cool. What, <laughs> that's that's what you, yeah that's what you call them. Um, and also the uh, music player, and the music player is actually—it's uh, a whole character. You're finding a secret, you know, music notes throughout the whole game. It's and it's—you um, get a substantial reward for returning them in. So it's yeah, actually I've pretty, fourteen so far. So I got a lot. That's seventy-four, I think, total. So there's 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 forty-six total. Um, okay. But there's a bunch more on the on the CD. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the 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 forty-six are just like. The main theme, and then the boss theme for each level. The bunch of town themes. There's um, all the different stuff that happens on the side, like the, the, the wandering boss battles and that kind of stuff. So there's there's a ton of music in the game, and um, 46 is just a huge amount of tracks, and they're all unique and and pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I bought the soundtrack. I'm not sure what service it was today, but uh, two hours and ten minutes of music. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. Great. That's that's it's all quality Jake. music. This stuff's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, Jake does uh, 
uh, amazing work and he just does not stop working <laughs> so it just it happens forever and uh yeah last night we had a big listening party where we listened to the the whole soundtrack um and it lasted a long time because that music that that cd like i said is two hours long and so at the end of it he hit the big red button and it went live and so you can go on to um his Bandcamp website which is vert.bandcamp.com and um you can buy uh, the soundtrack and then this whole another soundtrack, which is the arranged version, which is like mm. these really like they're, they range from like orchestral to just like, like speed metal versions of the game uh, soundtrack. Cool. And they're really oh, wow. great. There's, and there's 18 of those tracks. So, oh. um, and both of those are pay what you want. So you can pay if you want and that's fine. Um, <clears throat> we just want the music out there or you can pay, set your, set your own price. And yeah, I so, put five bucks in for it, and oh, but, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was curious, uh, iTunes is that ever going to be a thing for you guys with the soundtrack, or is oh, that's kind of where it lives? I mean, Bandcamp is usually where Jake hosts, hosts his music, so that's a, and the, he has the same philosophy for all of his the soundtracks. Just you know, pay what you want, and uh, I guess iTunes could happen in the future, but yeah, we haven't really talked about that too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so large, and then I downloaded it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's over two hours of music. <laughs> yeah. I should have more than five times I, I was yeah. shocked when um, I was shocked when he was telling the, the amount of tracks that were actually going to be included, and he got to like, you know, 45 or 50 or whatever, how many tracks the actual uh, the final OST is. I, I was blown away. My, my, like, my idea of what a big album is, is like, you know, 14 tracks, you know, yeah, like compared so like to uh, NES 40. soundtracks that yeah. are very, very short, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, when I think of NES soundtracks that are limited, I think of Kid Nicky and yeah. uh, that, that one loop that, it's like, just eats in my brain. <laughs> yeah. So Shovel Knight getting, getting the word out there, was it people discovering on Kickstarter or did you guys do a lot of work up front contacting a bunch of mag, uh, you know, publications to, yeah. Um, the, the way that it started was we, um, we were just focusing on the game. We had some contacts of just people that we met in the past through press, uh, or, um, press contacts that we've met in the past. And so we contacted those. And then we like, we looked at people who have reviewed either the games that we had worked on previously, and contacted them directly, or we tried to find people that, like, you know, um, enjoyed Mega Man games or enjoyed games of the same type. And yeah. so, like, you know, that's we, we contacted Colin Moriarty of IGN out of the blue. I'm just like, hey, like, we saw that you did a Mega Man retrospective. Like, you would maybe you would like this game. And, like, uh, generally, it, it could be considered a shotgun shot, but it was, like, very directed. So we, yeah. we kept it towards people that would... would hopefully enjoy Shovel Knight. And uh, mm-hmm. it worked out. Um, and that was that happened just a week or so before uh, we announced the the company had started, broke off from Way Forward and started our own company. And then a week later, we announced the Kickstarter, and, and that was live. Um, and that was it. We didn't do a okay. big campaign yeah. or anything. <clears throat> but, uh, now, so you guys have worked before in the past, it sounds like. Yeah, we had, um, we'd all come from Way Forward. Uh, from various okay. level of, uh, of involvement there. Um, the core team, uh, we are, we made up most of the core team behind, um, most recently double dragon neon. Okay. And, um, and we also worked on games like, uh, uh, blood rain betrayal. Um, Sean was the director of boy and his blob. I did some animations mm-hmm. for that game. Um, Sean also co-directed, uh, uh, contra four. Okay. Um, 
we we all worked on, or a couple of us worked on, um, the uh, a Batman DS game and a Batman Wii yeah. game that came with it, and and those were like those are fun. Like we we made that a, a Mega Man game too. But <laughs> <laughs> now the decision um, to go yeah. to Nintendo platform was that because <clears throat> this is like a Nintendo game, like an NES kind of style game? Is it it's at home here kind of or? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a confluence of of, of factors. So the the first one is yeah, I mean it's we we knew that we were making we're making an NES style game. It's it's eight bit influence. It's, it's it comes from the era of our childhood, and that was NES games and it was uh, SNES games. So um, mm-hmm. we we knew that Nintendo was our bar for quality, and it was also like the thing that we felt felt most attached to. And so um, and then on top of that we're a small team, you know, there's only about half a dozen of us. So when we're talking about our platforms, it's not, we're not talking about which platforms we're not going to be on. It's more like what platforms can we be on? Like with our team and, and only two of us are programmers. Actually. I'm, I'm a pixel artist. I, I don't know how to, how to, how to C plus at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, the decision was made, uh, almost solely based on just like, we can do this. So let's, let's do the thing that we love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we contacted Nintendo, and um, and they responded. We actually contacted Nintendo before the Kickstarter started, but weren't confirmed Nintendo developers until three or four days in. And so for like that, after <laughs> for four days of just like of the Kickstarter running, and we're like you know biting our nails and nervous, and and PAX East was coming up, and um, I mean we we've been talking to them, and they were really really enthusiastic, but the official word hadn't come down. So yeah. until they've been after good to we work printed with throughout this whole uh, process, then. Oh yeah, absolutely. They they have uh, they gave us dev kits for I guess the not really alone, but they gave us for free for a year or so. Uh, they um, have worked with us to just do promotional stuff. Um, we they we were in their booth at Indiecade. Um, they had us at uh, I think at Pax Prime. So it's like there was a a general just uh, level of support from Nintendo throughout the whole project. Um, and it culminated in the, the Treehouse Live event that happened recently at E3, yeah. where no, we were pretty awesome. on stage just playing our game. Um, that was like that was cool because we you know, we, we finished our game and um, <clears throat> we're standing up to go off and and right behind Sean and, and Sean turns around to see was is a giant six foot tall man that turned out to be Reggie. Like yeah. he's just huge and he's just like hey like great to meet you. It's, I'm looking forward to the game and and it was like uh, 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 you awesome. know like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it was crazy. So you can't ask for much. Yeah. yeah, and then he talked about it a little bit in the next uh, in his next segment. So uh, we definitely feel the love from Nintendo and um, and Nintendo fans alike. Did uh, they kind of guide you as far as what day to actually launch this so it didn't conflict with other big game launches? Or yeah, when you release a game, it's really important that you're not stomping on uh, other games' toes, especially from the same platform holder. So um, obviously, I don't think we, I, it would have been too early to do for. Uh, when Mario Kart 8 come out, came out, but we were having that conversation before it, of uh, just like timing things and making sure things are ready. People are, are, you know, either they're done with Mario Kart 8 or they're done with like the E3 rush. And so we kind of spaced out a, a time that worked for us to uh, release the game in a way that um, would would give it the most attention. And um, I mean, Valiant Hearts came out, re- uh, I think, either the day before or like it was around that same week. And so did. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a couple of their Steam games, like a racing game and a sniper game. So we, 
there there was some competition, I, I guess. But yeah. I think there's no, there's enough space in the in the game market to not be to not feel like you're having to compete with everybody. So oh sure, uh, it's, like it's Wii Sports okay. Club isn't really uh, <laughs> yeah. a little bit different audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and we're not as long as like the biggest thing was not coming out when Mario Kart Eight came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 so. totally. So, did you guys from the start know how much of a love letter this would be to the NES? It feels like you took the best batch of NES ideas and made it your own thing, where it didn't feel like a, uh, it didn't feel like you're ripping off ideas, but rather using them in, in smarter ways, almost. Yeah, I think that when we, I mean, even from the beginning, we wanted to make sure that our game didn't feel like a, um, a, a collection of NES games as much as a game that can stand tall with the others. So it's, it's almost like the idea that that Shovel Knight came out and you remember it playing it as a kid and mm-hmm. it, it just, you just forgot and, and now it's like resurfacing somehow. Yes, yeah, um, long lost NES game. <laughs> exactly. Or the, uh, the, the launch title of the NES HD that Nintendo's coming out with next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really important that we didn't ever say, like, have a character say, you know, it's, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Like, right. we we wanted to avoid a, a parody game or a game that that uses and, and riffs on memes of, of that era or or since, um, especially since. But um, so we wanted to make sure that that Shovel Knight didn't rely on the nostalgia specifically of of Mega Man or specifically of Castlevania and sort of just kind of created a, a nostalgia of its own. Um, so that that was something that was was difficult for sure because it's a balance of of why and like what defines an NES game, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more than just the pixel art and it's more than just this the chip tunes. It's it's what um what level of quality in, in terms of just like the what the world is and how that's just infused into the game. Um I can just remember mm-hmm. Like even down to like the manuals and the box art and like like everything comes down to a, a complete package and you can just remember like I, and I'm sure you can too um, of just like you know getting a game and then just pouring over the manual like like on the way home in, in your car in the back of your mom's mm-hmm. minivan or like like on the toilet just like reading yeah. <laughs> you know reading about the strange crazy worlds of Mario three yeah. Um, I'd almost like to buy like an NES um, Shovel Knight box with a manual, like a blank cartridge. Well, yeah, we actually have the box and the manual are being printed right now. That was one of the Kickstarter rewards. Oh, and very cool. One of those one of the stretch goals was the actual physical box. It's not a cartridge; it's just the box. So it's the, the box, idea is that yeah. you you put it up on your shelf and like have it next to I don't know wherever you keep yeah, the NES I'd games. Yeah, behind me. I mean, I got <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So we we're working with a guy who does this. He has a, a die cut, perfect like NES official. Not it's not official, but it's like mm-hmm. it's to the specifications of the NES official boxes. And so if that's being printed right now. We got some proofs back, and they look really cool. You might have the proof around here. So I, I can't find it. Oh, there, there it is. One sec. Yep, sure. Oh, this is a Mega Man Ten one. This isn't the right one. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it's like this is the box. It's just this is just a materials test. So, like, it's yeah. it's like folded up weird, and we had to cut it out with scissors. But the the final ones will be like cut with a machine and perfectly mm-hmm. folded. Um, so, yeah, it's like this is the the shovel knight box that'll be coming out. That is awesome, and you'll be able to. 
hopefully we're, we're looking into like how, <clears throat> how you can get it after the Kickstarter and like not just as a backer, but as a just anybody coming to a, right. our website and buying. You almost bundle out the, the soundtrack physical if you wanted to. That would be really cool. Yeah, the soundtrack actually like fits inside that, so that'd be cool. And then we also have um, this. This is also a uh, quick proof that was done um, and like folded and, and stapled by hand, but it's the manual. So it's oh, it's the nice. to the exact specifications of the NES manuals, and it like it looks. Super authentic, and yeah, they have like awesome. our own stuff, and there's like screenshots that are that have yeah. little rounded rectangles and stuff, and wow, yeah, I, I will buy that at once it's for sale. This is my favorite page. <laughs> this is like the best. Or you just like see Show someone like, jumping around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh, that's so, great. It's a 44 page manual. It's like it's like a novel. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. So, the the music of Shovel Knight is awesome. You found this composer, <laughs> like, you knew him in the past? Like, how did you guys find Well, this? yeah, at Way Forward, um, Jake Kaufman does all their music, or, or you know, the vast okay. majority of the music. And he's, uh, you know, he's responsible for the Double Dragon Neon soundtrack, and we have worked with him since forever. And I, I couldn't imagine doing a project without a, a Jake Kaufman. He, he was my vert online, without mm-hmm. a vert soundtrack. Um, and uh, his... Yeah, his attention to detail and it's just like insane. Just the progression of the chords are all these extremely complex, and he just has a ton of a, a, just a ton of voices. Turn ship tunes into emotional uh, it, music. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. And also, the music in Shovel Knight is is actually the most authentic NES thing in the game because he's actually working with um, Famitracker, which is a mm-hmm. it, it produces a um, an NSF file. It's like a, a file that the Nintendo Sound format. It's what the NES read, and so you could conceivably. We were just talking about this last night, actually. Yeah. You could conceivably put um, the soundtrack of Shovel Knight onto an NES cart um, if it was one of the bigger ones, and yeah. also had the VRC6 chip. And also didn't have any game with it. It was just the music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could put that on an NES cart and, and run it on your uh, NES and play it. But you'd need uh, one of the, the Famicom 72-pin. Yeah. Like, we were, we were talking about the specifics of it, and it's like, it's it's <laughs> it's just beyond feasible, but I think it could still be cool. That would be a cool way to sell a soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I really want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, as far as the other platforms... You guys haven't announced PlayStation or the other guys. Is that a project eventually when all the other obligations are filled out from the Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Our first priority is um, getting it uh, more of a worldwide release. So we're getting it to, to Europe, <clears throat> which is like, in the works right now. Uh, localization is happening. And so is um, and so is the, the ratings are done. Um, the certifications happen after localization comes in. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a, a whole separate process from the NOA certification. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to re, redo it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's that's our first priority. And then, you know, getting it to other regions beyond Europe uh, is, is also really important. But we might parallelize that with, like, other platforms. We have Linux running right now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's perfect and ready to go, but it's running, and, and Mac is hot on its heels. And um, those are the initial stretch goals of other platforms. And then from that, like I want to see it on the Vita. The Vita screen is amazing oh, for yes. for pixel art. I, I played Spelunky for too many hours uh, when I was <laughs> I, I was borrowing Ian's <laughs> Vita, and I just could not put it down. Yeah. Loaf trousers just looks so amazing on that screen. So. Um, we uh, yeah, I, I would like to be on the Vita, but but we haven't 
you know officially announced anything. I, I would mm-hmm. like to be on on either you know PS PS3 or PS4, you know, on a big screen. Sure. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we've been talking with with those guys, and they've been really receptive to it. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if you would if you would see that in the coming months. Yeah. Um, okay. Alongside of our, our content updates. <laughs> it's like so much to do. <laughs> what kind of content updates are you guys pushing out? So the content updates are, are um, the stretch goals that are, that are included. I, I, I remember mentioning the, 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 achieve, the achievements or the, yep. the feats and, and the music player are in the game. What's not in the game is um, the, uh, the gender swap mode was one of the, the, the better... Okay. Stretch goals, uh, yeah. the challenge mode, which is like a, a a series of rooms that you you fight in that, um, or platforming challenges or whatever they are that yeah. are specifically honing a, a certain skill, or maybe you like do the um, propeller dagger challenge, like similar to I, I pictured them similar um, to the uh, little mini bonus stages on the map of Shovel Knight. Yeah, if you play those, um, I have. Yeah, the, I, the first time I saw it, it was like boomerang guy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, so and the first like, time I was trying to get back to the hometown, I kept on dying and losing my money, and I couldn't buy the thing I was going to buy. <laughs> oh, no. That guy's, that guy's tough. That guy's definitely tough. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, challenge mode is going to be in there. So will be um, the the big one is is battle mode with all the playable boss knights as, as contenders. So you'll be able to – it's a oh, four-player couch multiplayer Battle Royale, whatever that looks like. We haven't yeah. totally designed any of these um, right. because they're they're still in their infancy. But we have general. That'd be a local uh, battle mode, right? Yeah, yeah, not okay. not online. And also, since the 3DS uses online to do ad hoc, it's it's actually um, it, we won't have multiplayer on the 3DS, but it'll okay. be on on any of the the consoles. So it'll be on Wii U or like Steam and any of any other platforms that we that we go to. Yeah, um, and then there's one other stretch goal. Oh, uh, the three the three playable boss knights. We had um, we there were multiple tiers to get a, a boss knight into the game as a playable campaign, and uh, people voted for those. And we're gonna have you're gonna be able to play the game as um, Spectre Knight, King Knight, or Plague Knight. And each of those guys oh, have cool. wildly different play styles than the Shovel Knight. Yeah, and so you know Plague Knight might be a little bit easier than the main game, um, or maybe more technical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, King Knight might be a more easier one. That's more about the the the, the fun and, and flair. And then Spectre Knight might be the, the the more hard mode where it's like he's sacrificing his health to do actions, but you're constantly moving fast. So like a lot of risk reward, like those kind of things are how we're going to design these three guys. And um, so like there's all that, and that's going to come as major content updates throughout the rest. Yeah, of the year. Yeah, that's a huge one because it basically it'll feel like a whole new game. Yeah, it's going to be ninety five percent the same game, except that when you completely change the mobility of the main character, it's like it's a whole new game. So um, that'll be really fun to to get those going. Um, and then yeah, you mentioned the boomerang guy. He was one of the Kickstarter rewards. Actually, um, we had uh, five people donate a thousand dollars to the to the Kickstarter project, and that was the director for a day tier. And you okay. got to design your own boss. You got to or enemy. And mm-hmm. we put it in the game, and so the wandering encounters are that those 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 bosses. Okay. There's there's Reese is the guy, the boomerang guy. He's tough. Um, he's really tough if you don't have enough health because those boomerangs yeah. just bounce all <laughs> over the place. Um, yeah, I've been very much stra- uh, using my money to buy more health rather than buying more yes. of the other things. For that's now. super. That's super important. And when you get to the area where you can buy new armors, that that also helps out a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, I now yeah. drop half the amount of money, which which is good for no, me. No, that, that's very helpful. <laughs> yeah. I usually opt for more damage just because I want to, like, power through it and I'm yeah. not worried about dying. Um, yeah. And that's why I like the Dynamo Mail a lot. Uh, that's my favorite. Or the Ornate Plate, which just makes you flip in the air and doesn't do anything else, <laughs> is my another favorite. <laughs> yeah, because I'm finding I die a lot those times on spikes <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. oh yeah the spikes yeah. and the pits and the lava they just, yep. they're just brutal yeah yeah so the wii u um john has gotten that he's one of our co-hosts i'm getting this weekend okay. uh meverse integration i've heard is pretty cool how'd you guys come upon how you're using that yeah so we were talking about for a long time um and we kind of break down a little bit of this on our website um the uh we wanted to make sure that the the Miiverse posting and, and how that worked was sort of tied into the game, that it wasn't just a a thing that was also available, you know, mm-hmm. and we wanted to be like impactful to the gameplay. Um, we we tried out a, a couple different things, you know, maybe you'll see a mess, like we had it before where there's a little icon for a talking bubble and maybe you like walk over to it and then a, a thing appears on screen. But that was kind of lame because um, like a message like that is is big and in front of the screen and and uh, would mm-hmm. cause too much like screen overlap. So, um, what we did eventually was decided to allow that on the bottom screen messages are just showing up as you move from from room to room and they're tied to that room. So when you go into a room and there's a secret wall and you find it, maybe you go onto Meverse and, and post and say like here like like you draw out like what the room looks like and yeah. say like try this wall over here. Um, and we've, we've seen a little bit of that so far. It's been like really cool to see it uh, kind of spark into life in the past couple of days. And mm-hmm. or there's been the other thing that's really fun is when people, I, I guess, cosplay or like they role play <laughs> as those characters. Um, <laughs> and they'll say like like somebody will post as King Knight because you can choose your avatar, so you can like okay. post as King Knight and be like you know, uh, welcome to my castle. <laughs> you know, like this is I, yeah. I'm the gold lord of pride more so <laughs> oh, that's really cool it's yeah it's tied into it's 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 similar to like the dark souls messages um where you you walk over to a piece of the, the glowy thing on the ground and it says mm-hmm. um you know like like you know amazing chest ahead or whatever yeah and so uh it, it works out pretty well i think no that's very cool and uh the 3ds i <laughs> was surprised Oh, yeah. The controls and how well they worked, actually. Because the, the circle pad, it works for a lot of some games, but some games they just don't click with. In this one, I was like, wow, these controls are pretty solid on the 3DS. I imagine the Wii U will be even better, but the 3DS, I was amazed yeah. at how well it worked. Yeah, the, the, the big thing there is that we um, we were talking about the down thrust and the, the, or the shovel drop, as we call it, mm-hmm. in the game that's the core mechanic to the whole game. So like everything yeah. that, that is Shovel Knight came from that core mechanic. Um, and the problem is that if that becomes too complicated or you have to do a, a, too many other things, you're, it, it becomes a lot harder. And so that's why we made it so that when you just press down in the air, you don't press down on attack, it's just down. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to hold it, you just press it once. You go into the down thrust and you're, and you're down thrusting until you attack out of it or you tell you run yeah I had to learn the hard way how to stop the down thrust <laughs> as I down thrust into the lava after exploding <laughs> some, some blocks yeah yep, yeah totally I know exactly what you're talking about um, yeah yeah and the reason being is because when you're moving back and forth left and right you don't want to be worrying about also holding down or no, also you don't. holding down so, yeah, attack totally... so um, that was a 
that's come up as people have, have questioned, like, why did you do that? Like, I just, just want to let go or I just wanted to do that. But <laughs> in the interest of making the complicated, the majority of the time you're doing what you're doing, um, less complicated and more accessible. That was, that was the decision that we made. Yeah, no, it works really well. Yeah, Another so thing, too. the, the controls, uh, the B being the main button has me <laughs> thrown off so many times. It's like, Oh, that's right. Shovel Knight. Yeah, I mean, ergonomically, it's the best, but yeah, right? uh, logically, it's like bees back. Yeah, it's it's something that that um, that was also uh, that went back and forth. Just like a lot of discussion happens. Like we 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 have an open room and we just talk about what, what's bugging us about the game or things that we want to change or things that are good or whatever. And so the B button as the confirm, um, it, yeah, it makes sense the most. Or ergonomically, like your thumb is just there, and um, the 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 problem is is not that. Like anyone's necessarily wrong. It's that it's been established um, yeah. over over time that in on the NES platform that that's how it works. Um, but I think we instead of sticking to norms and sticking to tradition, we made the choice based on what was best for the experience and mm-hmm. just you know it's self-contained within itself. So um, yeah, people have brought that up too. We we have had some people saying like, why is B this? And well, <laughs> and then the other option is just rebind it. You know, you can go into the options and rebind yeah. your controls. Yeah, I love that has a little NES controller as the uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's it, it's not quite the NES controller because no. you didn't want to totally rip it off. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's the NES controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, first it's like pressing A. It's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, first, yeah. Yeah, you got to. And then the 3D yeah. screen just looks beautiful with this. I have it cranked all the time, and oh, I don't do awesome. that for every game, but for that's this game, so good to hear. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we put a lot of work into that, and I think it looks great. I love I love the effect of of. 2D and 3D, or that that, that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a really good implementation of it was uh, the the on the 3DS. They released some old NES games and made them like 3D. Like Excite yeah, Bike was really good. Yeah. The 3D remasters. That's very was. And um, yeah, Excite Bike was like like whoa! I'm seeing like so much. And they actually yeah, it's funny on that game as you slide it in and out, it has more or less of the screen. Yes, <laughs> it, it's it's pulling in the background. Like it's it's actually mapped to a polygon, so it's a little bit different. But yeah. seeing the actual just sprites sticking up on the 3D, that was that was enough, and that was really cool. So um, we we love that, and so we 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 uh, added that in there. And I think it worked out okay. And a lot of people turn it off immediately when we showed it off to them at PAX. And, the thing uh, that about was like so 3D is. <laughs> I only use it when I'm at home with the lights pretty much off or okay. low lighting. In outside and buses and at trade shows, it just yeah. does not work. Cause, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I also turn it down, especially for like full 3D uh, games. Um, but in some games, I just need it. You know, Super Mario Land, uh, or no, what was it called? 3D Mario Land? 3D Land, yeah. Yeah, but I, there's too many iterations of that name. Yeah, I can't keep track of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Super Mario 3D Land, it's um, it's That's essential. Glorious, like, you yeah. need that 3D, otherwise you're just going to miss mm-hmm. platforms. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I, I wanted Nintendo to make a 3D-enabled gamepad for my Wii U so Super Mario 3D World could be in 3D. Oh man, that, that would be cool. <laughs> so cool. It's so Yeah, it is so weird to play that game and have it not be in 3D. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's just constantly sitting in the back of my head like, oh, like, why isn't this in 3D? <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh, so on the 3DS, there's also Street Pass, which I've not ran into that yet, but um, I'm looking forward to it as more people get the game. Going to, going to find someone with the 3DS? Yeah, I imagine PAX East will be big for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Trade shows are always great for that. Um, the The way that the Street Pass works is you 
it's it's a single arena as you know um mm-hmm. and it's like a like the original mario brothers setup so it's like there's there's gems everywhere and there's an opponent but this the twist here is that there is no opponent yet <laughs> yeah you're recording your actions to fight the eventual opponent and what happens is you record yours and then when you pass somebody it plays theirs in reverse on top of yours and whoever either ends up with more gems or hits the other one first wins and they're five second rounds and there's three of them and they last really fast and they go really fast and so um it's a weird like when you get start getting into the strategy yeah. of it it gets really interesting um that sounds like a cooler version yeah. than what a link between worlds did with the dark uh, links yeah i think so too actually i think that it's more than just a token pass it's more than just like these are the stats of my character it's actually like it's it's real i mean it's it's limited but it's real agency yeah. of the actual other player like you could have somebody that like i'm just gonna jump and do down jumps all yep. the time and see what happens <laughs> and, and sometimes that player will win because yeah. they they happen to do it and uh yeah you know good on them so <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's not the best it is um a I, I, I think it's fun, but it's yeah. not like it's this a super amazing concept, you know. But no, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. It's though. actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, um, let's see. What other platforms and stuff? Uh, what other like platform specific features are you guys thinking about in the future? Well, we definitely don't want to neglect any platform that we go to. Um, we have for the, you know, for the. The Wii U, we had the Miiverse. We also have off-screen off play, so you can play it just on the pad, yeah. um, which is great if your TV is really high lag. Um, yeah. <laughs> that And that happens more often than you know. No, like, I use uh, soft TV a bunch. It's, it's a wonderful yeah. feature. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's uh, I think that the Wii U is... It's the most convenient home console I've ever owned, and the gamepad is awesome just because it makes using it more convenient. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, we have the off-screen play for that. And then for the 3DS, we, like I mentioned, we have the Street Pass and the Stereoscopic 3D. And then for Steam, we have um, like the Steam Achievements integration, also trading cards. I'm not sure. If, uh, okay. I, I haven't really gotten yeah. into that too much, but we have trading cards and badges and all that to go with it. Yeah, um, sure. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I, I guess like any platform that we go to in the future, we definitely don't want to neglect what it has to offer. And, and we want to make sure that when we do something new for that platform that it's meaningful with the gameplay and, and the experience. So I guess when we go to Vita, we'll have to figure out how to incorporate the back touch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you can, I don't know, like flip guys or like, you know, uh, strip yeah. the hair of, hair, hair of shovel knife. Grow the back touch to do some shovel thing. On. Yeah. It, it can be as uh, important or as silly and ridiculous as, as we right. want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as far as... Potential future games, would you continue with Shovel Knight, or would you try a new, brand new idea of different characters and things yeah, like that? Yeah, I don't that? know, man. I mean, after after these stretch goals, it's, I mean, that, that's going to take a long time. We're, we're looking at maybe like another year of development for, for all of that to be completed. Yeah, you guys are busy for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so after that, I mean, I could see us doing... Um, it'd be... <laughs> It's hard to see us just jumping into Shovel Knight Two or whatever. Right. So, um, I could, but I could see us doing like a maybe like a buffer project or like a mm-hmm. a small project that's focusing more on the tech. Um, one of the things that we want to really tackle is online multiplayer, um, and just want to do an HD to Shovel Knight battle multiplayer. Game. <laughs> yep, that would be that would be a really good way to do it. Like, or yeah. maybe just like figuring out like the 
the nuances of multiplayer in a more limited setting. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> a limited setting more than just like a fighting game would be something like a, like a like a kart racer would be like really interesting yeah. <laughs> or um, <laughs> some other just like multiplayer focused game mm-hmm. that we can just implement and polish well but maybe only spend like you know 6 to 8 months on or something. Yeah. And then from there we can jump into a, a larger project but right. For for now all you know all of the talk of the next game are just you know fanciful musings so we talk yeah. about like like maybe we do super shovel knight and it's and it's like yeah, shovel like knight x or something yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> or like shovel knight 64 <laughs> like it's a all 3d platformer <laughs> i would love to do that so yeah um, or like we could just do com- something completely different um we haven't uh, just, you know, we haven't committed ourselves to just doing NES platformers. Right. Something that we love. So, yeah, I wondered first. if Shovel Knight got really, really huge. If uh, I'm not sure if Nintendo ever does indie type, indie characters for Smash Brothers, but the next Smash having oh, Shovel that would Knight be in there. so amazing because <laughs> he would, that would fit be perfectly amazing. in that little quirky game. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that would be it. Would be great to just see him next to you know Green Ninja or, 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 or Mega Man Fit Trainer or Mega Man. Jeez, yeah. jeez, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I would love that more than yeah. more than most things. <laughs> so when you guys conceiving this game, eight bit versus sixteen bit, was it hard to choose one, or was it like, no, this is NES that we're doing that kind of style? Right. Well, whatever we did, we knew that we would jump into it full, you know, full force. Yeah. Um, with the sixteen bit stuff, you usually you usually don't do the sixteen bit. You usually do like the like the extra, like the you know, GBA kind of, or, or mm-hmm. DS style pixel games where the pixels are just like, that's just the resolution you're working with, but you just like blow out the animation budget yeah. and stuff. And, um, you know, we worked on a lot of those kind of games. I, I worked on a game for, for the Thor movie. Um, and the game was called, uh, Thor God of Thunder on the DS. Yeah. And, uh, that was all in pixels and that was a really fun game to work on. Um, but, when we were deciding between like doing something like that versus uh, like an NES game for Shovel Knight, we had to look at our team and, and what we're capable of. Um, basically, I'm the only pixel guy that's dedicated to doing pixels 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Sean did some stuff and so did Aaron, but for the most part, like my whole day was pixels, and that's that was it. There was no like hmm. whole team behind it, and pixel art is a very focused and, and careful thing to do. I can imagine it's and very so, meticulous. Going pixel yeah. by pixel, making sure. I mean, that seems. It's, yeah, awesome. I, I do live streams of it, so you can see the process, and it's actually very careful and slow. Um, and so, when we're talking about uh, when you're talking about either doing NES or SNES, you're talking about your budget. <laughs> you're talking about your resources. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, we wanted to not to to not jump in the in the deep end too too far, and so we decided to go with NES. And as a result, we decided to embrace that limitation. And so we went mm-hmm. to, you know, we, we decided to get the NSF uh, sound files just to be perfect. We went to try to use the NES palette and really stick to it. Um, mm-hmm. We we made sure that the game felt as from that era as possible. Or as well, from once that, you launch like, it up and start a new file, it's like, I'm entering my initials. Wow, this is yeah. yeah. It feels it, it's it's that <laughs> yeah. rose tinted view of what the NES was. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to old NES games, um, you you get that nostalgia, but you also see like what there's a lot of things that are going wrong. There's a lot of slowdown in Mega Man mm-hmm. games just all throughout. Um, there's a lot of sprite flickering and you know the stuff that doesn't look as good. We wanted to avoid. Yeah, uh, and you have but, the frustration of really I can't have checkpoints or save or yeah exactly. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. yeah, getting through, getting through certain. Like I've like I've, I've not finished Mega Man game because it's like oh, I'm just I I have fun with them while I'm in there, but it's like I'm just not I'm too old for putting yeah, it's, up with it's, all this. Yeah, I totally nice. agree. Um, I think that I, uh, Mega Man Six is a good place to start. It's okay. It's not the best Mega Man, but it's easier. Um, yeah, you have a you have a jetpack that can get you through certain tough areas. So um, if I were to start with a Mega Man, I would say. To, to that you want okay. to finish. I'll Six try that one, yeah. One. And five yeah. is also easier because they just throw extra lives at you just constantly. Sure. So um, six and five okay. are the easier ones, and then, you know, two and three are also good. So Okay, I'll give this a shot, yeah, because okay. I'd, I'd love if Capcom made like a uh, HD remaster that has more of the modern uh, let's help you out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, but, uh, oh, if you haven't played Mega Man Powered Up, that's also really, really good. What uh, platform is that on, one on? It's on PSP. Um, okay. It's it's a I love Powered Up. I love the, yeah. the chibi designs of it. It's very like cartoonish and mm-hmm. and simple looking. But it's a remake of of like, it's an HD 3D remake of, of Mega Man One. And to fill out the roster, they added two more bosses because Mega Man One had six bosses while everybody else had eight. And so <clears throat> two bosses were added: Time Man and Oil Man. And the, and there people like them okay, I guess. But for the most part, that's like a really really great version of a Mega Man that yeah. you could get into. Do you have a favorite like NES game of all time? Is it Mega Man? What, what would it be for, for you? A favorite NES game? Man. I don't know, because a lot of the NES games that I played, I played um, not as a kid. Like I, I grew up playing just a few NES games, and then from there, I would play them on emulators, or my friends would have NESs, and we'd play them uh, together. So... Like I loved, I, I played so much Mario Three that you know my fingers hurt. Um, yeah, and I would like I would do things like I would have like I would be playing with Legos and then like incorporate into the the play that like we needed to go and play Mario and so like that like like they played together in some ways and so <laughs> <laughs> like I played Mario Three more than more than most things. But yeah, um, I guess other NES games that are really fun that I've learned recently. Um, I played Solar Jetman the other day on stream, and that was like really cool. I'd never played Solar Jetman before, but that that game was like surprisingly large. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God, I, I guess like yeah, Castlevania one and three are pretty good. Two's yeah, not. Yeah, three so just good. came out on uh, Virtual Console. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it just came yeah. out. Um, um, so that's that's a good one. one. Yeah. Uh, so is uh, let's see. <laughs> I, I don't want to say. It's, this is a, a favorite, but this is an interesting one. It's codenamed Viper. Um, mm. That game is super rough. Uh, we were we played that on stream too, and, and Ian showed me that. Ian Ian's the master of that yeah. game, and uh, yeah, there's tons of NES games out there that I just I really am looking forward to to getting into more. So. Yeah, because when, when NES came out, I you know we had Mario and Punch Out, but mm-hmm. I was really young when that came out. So Genesis was my first real console, and then 64. So. I uh, yeah. have so many SNES games and NES games that I've never even played <laughs> that I really need to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have that if if you're counting a backlog, I guess mine does start at the NES as well. Yeah, like I I haven't actually played through uh, Punch Out seriously. Like I, I played a little bit as a kid, and I I think I got to mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the guy with the turban. I, I forget. His oh name. yeah, the guy that does the. He, po- he like flies down. Yeah, yeah. He, thing he, and then rolls. There's down. a teleporting thing. I, I, yeah, teleport. Yeah. I feel so dumb not knowing that guy's name. Uh, <laughs> Tiger, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
um, everybody and anybody watching this probably is, is laughing at me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to go through Punch Out and like seriously sit down with it. Um, yeah. So on the like like filling out the Mega Man games that I haven't completed would be good too. And uh, yeah, but there's just so many games. There <laughs> are, there really are. Great. Yeah. So yeah, that's hard to say. So designing, um, not design, but um, finishing up this game. There's so much fit and finish and polish. How many months was the polishing and uh, making sure it was all perfect and fantastic? <laughs> well, our, yeah. I mean, our design process, um, it's its not a typical... I, I, I don't see our design process currently as a typical one. Usually, um, because I'm so used to the work-for-hire model where you, you have certain milestones that the publisher is expecting. So what I'm used to in the past was... Um, you have uh, a design that is a document that's completely written and you send that for approval to the publisher and then you work on the content that's listed in that and then you make modifications approved by the publisher of that content. And so it's a very like, it's almost like a a step-by-step, like they call it waterfall development. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we've done in our, in this production cycle is to try to avoid that trap because what happens is when you're making a game, you can't, you can't design a game from the beginning. Like that's that's just not something that people do. It's like writing a, a book. Game. You the words exactly. will come as they come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you you have an outline, but maybe halfway through the book, you've learned something about the character, or, or halfway through the game, even mm-hmm. you've learned something about the the play, the gameplay, and it completely changes your idea of where this was going in the first place. And so. Um, there are microcosm, microcosms of that, or in the, and then there's just that where you, you completely change how the, the character feels. And so we, uh, we, we tried to embrace that idea of just kind of uh, directed chaos of just doing iterations after iterations of, uh, of the same content. And so like, I, I, you can almost say that polish happened the entire project yeah. <laughs> where, where we would put in a level and if it didn't work out, we would, focus on, on making it work again and then sometimes we would scrap that whole level and start over again and that happened multiple times with the iron whale stage i can't tell yeah. you how many times <laughs> the iron whale stage was just in this horrible mess of a state um yeah. because it it was an okay level but it didn't quite meet our expectations and so like different ideas are just kind of thrown in there and it just wasn't like cohesive until just a, a month or two before we shipped yeah. so it's uh probably two months or so um so yeah, it's it's uh it's hard to say exactly when like production stops and when polish kind of came took over, yeah. um, but it's been a weird process the whole the whole production cycle. Yeah, getting into this game, I expected it to be like an action platformer, and as I started playing yeah. it, it's like wow, there's a whole hub town, there's like an yeah. RPG kind of leveling up system, like it it. Yeah, it felt like a genre of its own. Like this is a little bit of every genre, and that was like <laughs> awesome. Like I don't know how to classify this game. Like it's it's yeah. As well, said, yeah, like, at, at its core, this. yeah, exactly. I mean, it, at its core, it is um, an action platformer. But yeah, you're right. It does have you're progressing. You're buying health upgrades, and you're buying magic upgrades, and you're buying uh, you know different types of armor that change the way you play, and you're upgrading how your your sh- shovel acts. Um, and also there's just like, there's a, there's a lot of NPCs that you can talk to and interact with. I think the closest thing to Shovel Knight is, might be Zelda 2, you know, where it's like you have yeah. a town that you kind of walk around and then you explain, um, or, and you, you talk to NPCs who explain your next task or they're just random NPCs that are just fun to interact with. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
that is sort of just like the mentality of, of where we came to when we were making this game is we wanted to have mm-hmm. a full world and have it be more than just a, a set of levels that don't really you know bond with each other which is one of the things that I think Mega Man doesn't do very well is, um, and it's not that that's, it's not trying to, so it's, I don't, I wouldn't fault it right. for this. But Mega Man is just like you're in, you're in like you know, a mountain area, and now you're in a, a plant, and now you're in like and choose the a, order, the you jungle, want. yeah, and just like go wherever. But it, you don't, you never get the sense that like this is a real world. If if there was a, some plot twist somewhere where it turns out that Mega Man's just going to sleep in in this virtual world this whole time, like it, that that wouldn't matter because like. It, mm-hmm. They wouldn't have changed anything, but we wanted to make sure that this felt like a real cohesive. Yeah, there's actually a story plan. in this. It's yeah, yeah, that's the wild part. Like it's, it's, <laughs> like a, it's like a story, and you guys take care of these characters, even though they're very quirky and they make fun of themselves at times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. We we uh, we'd spend a lot of time to make sure that the characters felt like real characters, not just uh, you know, not just a, a boss or an enemy or something. Yeah, I love the fact that you can actually walk through the the title bar area or the header of the screen. So yeah, yeah. Walking through your health bar and stuff when you get up high. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of secrets like that where you have to get to a position that's too that's higher than what normally would would be on screen, and so you yeah. walk through the HUD. It's <laughs> that's the way so it great. That, I, I I always I always just put a smile on my face when I walk through the HUD. It's, that's <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Now, getting through the world map. Was it designed in a way that you had to play every level, or are there levels you can bypass but when you go through and unlock stuff? Right, so it, it's actually more like, I don't know if you've played UN Squadron, where you are presented with a tier of levels. So there's like the, you know, there's the this level, this level, this level, and this one might be harder to start off with, or this one might have an item that you want to get first, um, yeah. and but you can kind of choose your own path. Um, and so it's broken up like that, where it starts off with just one level. That's the intro stage. It has like it, it explains um, through gameplay all of the things that you need to do. And so by yeah, the time no you finish tutorials. Level, it's really no, like, yeah, no. oh, I discovered that. That's cool. Exactly. Every level sure. it seems like there's like a new mechanic introduced, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's that's what we that's why we went with a structure because I mean, again, with Mega Man was is another thing to consider. With Mega Man levels, you don't get any opportunity to learn the mechanics. And mm-hmm. so they keep it very simple. Um, and there's also no ramping up individual levels because there's just like, there's, you could go anywhere as a player. And so your first level could be quick command stage or it could be, um, you know, bubble man. So it's like, you have to like just focus on, um, or you can just, so that each level is, is sort of in a generic pile. Um, so we wanted to do is, is make sure that the levels had ramping, um, and so that's why we chose a tier thing. So it starts off with the intro stage, and then you can choose between King, uh, King Knight stage or Spectre Knight stage. And then once you finish both, then you can move on to either Mole Knight stage or Alchemy Lab, um, which is Play Knight stage, or um, Treasure Knight stage, which is the Iron mm-hmm. Iron Whale. Um, and then, you know, it, it, there's a couple more tiers after that. So um, it's, uh, it's sort of like a directed uh, choice pattern. Yeah. So it's... Okay. Yeah, you UN, UN squadrons the same way. So if you're familiar with that, you, you've you, okay. you, you've played the same map. No, yeah, it's it's pretty smartly designed. Uh, as far as going back to the levels you've beaten, <laughs> is there a lot of uh, opportunity to stock up on money doing that, or is all the big gems already collected when you did it the first time? Well, that that was actually something that we talked about more than. More than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine because it's a big like it, yeah. it, it basically 
that decision either way will tell you if it's easy to progress with weapon upgrades or not, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, uh, yeah, we, we wanted to avoid at all possible the opportunity for the player to farm for gold mm-hmm. or for for whatever. Yep. And so <clears throat> that was, uh, for a long time, we were, we were like adamant and sticking to our guns that like you cannot play re- replay levels. And we had that as the, like, the plan that we were telling everybody, you know, at PAX, people would ask us that question. We would say, no, it's like <laughs> you're, this game focuses on the run. Like you want to do a whole run of the game and, and not just do a, uh, you know, focus on the level until you're ready to go to the next one. Yeah. But as we presented it to other people and had people playing it, we got a lot of, of uh, feedback and our, the intern guy that came on, uh, we had an intern join the, mm-hmm. the, the, the team late last year and uh, he was like, just flat out, like, I, I hate it that you can't go back to levels. Then we were like, oh, like let's talk about this. So it just, <laughs> we realized it was just like not rubbing people the right way, um, and maybe we were being too stubborn about this. And so through some careful, just like discussions about it, we decided to let the player go back and, and replay levels. And so you can go back and you can practice, you know, keynote stage if you want or whatever but it's always i i always see it as better just to keep going forward yeah that's what i've done so far progression. Um, yeah yeah but uh but, yeah. so like treasure chests those would be emptied out the second time through is that right or are those still oh, there I, I i don't remember the exact implementation but yeah, yeah it's not it's not exactly the same game or it's not it's not the same as, as an initial fight I mean, like the boss, I never the boss fight would that be is that uh, taken out for the second playthrough. No, you fight the boss again. Right? You do, um, okay. Yeah, okay. And, and so you yeah. experience the whole the whole level. Um, I think chests might be, like, I think it might be the same. Like you just yeah. you can find the chests and stuff. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but I I I just never do that, and like I uh, that sounds weird because we we were the QA team, like we played the game more than anybody. Yeah. But I just I just I really just never did that. So yeah, I haven't done it um, yet. I imagine I will at some point. I don't know how the game ends, and I'll figure that out and see if I <laughs> yeah. go back and play them all. Uh, so, let's see. I think that's a, that's about it. Um, did you have anything okay. else you wanted to mention about Shovel Knight? I know it's well, been life for the past couple of years here. I think the biggest thing that um, anybody who's wanting to play it um, and, and is, who's going to play it on the PC, um, it's really important that your uh, input device is good. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would highly and strongly recommend against using a, an Xbox 360 controller. I know that <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's just what people have because it yeah. works with default Windows. But we worked pretty hard to make sure that um, a lot of controllers are supported natively. Um, and the one that is my favorite is the PS4 controller. Yeah, um, and you just plug it in, and you can play the game, and uh, it's it's amazing. I, I love the. I love everything about it. It's not it's not 100 percent perfect, but it is the darn closest thing out there right now um, for the PC. Yeah, uh, I would also be afraid. I, I'm, I'm also very skeptical of buying those like the the classic controllers with the USB hookups, just because there's okay. they range in quality greatly. So um, okay, you know, be careful <laughs> now, <laughs> on, the, on the Wii U. Yeah, does it support classic controller Pro? So I could use this guy. 
Oh, I I think so. Okay, or the cost controller for the Wiimote, you know that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that one, that specific Famicom one. Yeah, it's made by Nintendo, and I'm yeah. really excited to play that this weekend. On this that one, network. it was available as a uh, a Club Nintendo reward, right? In Japan, yeah, yeah. So that one's like super rare. <laughs> yeah, this is like a good seventy bucks on eBay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I'm really curious if that'll that'll work. I, I, I imagine it would, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah, I imagine it would too if it's the same as the uh, the other one, like the one that's not shaped like a, a Super Famicom controller. Yeah, um, yeah. So it should be it, it, that should work. Let us know if it doesn't. Yeah, I, I will. Yeah. <laughs> if no, you have a controller that doesn't work on the PC version specifically, but I mean the the Wii U one and, and the 3DS, they should be fine. But yeah. if you have a controller that doesn't work, um, we have a way to submit the controller the controller's data to us and we'll cool. and, and then we'll support it in the next update using SDL. So um, I, I guess I can give you that link and uh, you can go to it and just like put in your info. But I know this is mm-hmm. this is a Nintendo podcast, so it's not exactly yeah. uh, directly yeah. relevant. But if you are playing it on the PC or if you're in the in Europe and you only have access to the to the PC version right now, I'm sure that'll help out. Yeah, very cool. Well Shovel Knight, it's available uh, today on the Wii U and three D S in North America. And coming soon to the EU and other territories uh, as well at some point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then it's available on PC and Steam. PC and, and Steam throughout, yep. throughout the whole world. So, or yeah. throughout anybody that has Steam. <laughs> if you buy, uh, if you buy the Windows Steam, you get the Mac version that's available. Is that how it when, works? Okay. When it's available, yeah. When we when we finish the Mac version and the Linux version, it'll just be another option that you can choose when downloading the game. So um, that's just bundled into that. Very cool. And is it uh, Yacht Club Games for more information about your guys' company? Yeah. If you go to yachtclubgames.com, you can see our website. We've, we're, we've been posting a bunch of like really informative articles lately about the design process and about how we feel about controllers and, and uh, just general things. Um, and we also have like the, the 60 frames per second uh, trailer is over there. So yeah. that's really cool. And then you can also buy the game there um, if you click on the Shovel Knight tab. I kind of so. wish, wish a stretch goal was to have a documentary crew there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been yeah. really cool. It would have been really disruptive. But it would that would have been. That would have been. <laughs> like, it takes two years longer because you have a documentary yeah. crew. Yeah. Uh, but thanks again, for Nick, for your time. Uh, yeah, I've been absolutely. thoroughly enjoying Shovel Knight. We're going to have uh, a very good discussion on Sunday's show with all three of us. Uh, oh, great. And, uh, yeah. I think we've all been enjoying it quite a bit. And, oh, that's uh, so good to hear. <laughs> it's I've been listening to their podcast, and this thing is just like I've, everyone's loving this. You guys, you guys did something right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool to hear. I, I think that um, for for whatever reason, it's really resonating with people, and it's uh, you know we love it. We poured all all of ourselves into it, and so it's really great to know that people are taking that out of it and and seeing that and feeling the love. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, kid Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Hello people, my name is Peter Bird and I am the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them, the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives or the things they're interested in or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn. If that appeals to you or you like that idea or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to then come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network.